Hello and welcome to Sailor, Time to Pause, where we take time out together to pause, catch our breath, draw near to God and refresh our spirits. We've talked before about how gardens feature a lot through the Bible. Well, today we're going to talk and think about how sitting around a table features a lot too. I love to eat, I love to cook, and I love having people around at my house. So join us today at Selah, at the table. I will stop and breathe in your presence, just breathe, just breathe. The table that sits in our kitchen diner was made by my father-in-law many years ago. When my husband first bought this house, he had no furniture save for a few camping chairs and at some point the kitchen table from his childhood home that his dad had made took a trip up north and it's sat in the kitchen ever since. It's dented, scratched, a bit stained with felt tip and goodness knows what else. The chairs don't match and there's an odd number. But this table is special and I'm sure if it had a mouth of its own, it would have quite a few stories to tell from the decades that have passed with people crowded around it and breaking bread together. Around that table, we have shared so many meals with each other, with family, friends and strangers. We've shared some delicious food and some experiments that we probably won't repeat again. We've had deep chats and told silly stories. We've laughed, cried, well, I certainly have, and we've prayed around that table. We've sat around it with cups of tea and coffee and most likely some sort of biscuits, making plans, ticking off lists, and dreaming about what adventures might be next for us. Sure, the table can be a place where we hurriedly shove food in our mouths to fuel our bodies, but it can be so much more than that. Having a meal at a table can be a place of connection and intimacy. It can foster the deepening of relationship and, if we make it so, can be a place where we welcome anyone to come and share in what we have. Think of one of the best meals that you've ever had, and I'm sure it involved other people. There's something really precious about sharing food with others because we're not just sharing the experience of something tasty together, but we're experiencing life together too. It doesn't just fill our bellies, but it feeds our spirits and our souls too. We can see this through stories in the Bible. Tables and meals were quite central to the spiritual lives of people. Think about Passover and communion. These were about so much more than food. They were about meaning and connection and relationship. N.T. Wright said this, When Jesus himself wanted to explain to his disciples what his forthcoming death was all about, he didn't give them a theory, he gave them a meal. At the Last Supper, Jesus ensured that the preparations had been made for the Passover meal that he wanted to share with his closest friends. He didn't want them to sit in rows of chairs while he stood at the front and spoke. He wanted to talk to them heart to heart, to tell them what was coming next. That meal around the table created space for questions and dialogue. It created space for connection. Matthew 26 says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. They all partook of that together. 
The table can also be a place of transformation. One of the things that I love about Jesus is that he was always inviting himself around to other people's houses for dinner. I wonder if he ever did the cooking. Remember the story of Zacchaeus? He was a very rich tax collector who was notorious for cheating people. He was definitely not the popular guy. When Jesus was in town, Zacchaeus climbed up into a tree because he wanted to see Jesus. He was too short to see over the crowd and had to rely on his ninja skills to scramble up high enough so that he could get a glimpse. Jesus could easily have ignored him. He knew who Zacchaeus was, but instead Jesus stopped, looked up at Zacchaeus, told him to come down and invited himself over for afternoon tea. Now, everyone else was outraged. How could Jesus even think of wanting to be a guest in the house of someone who had done so many wrong things? We'll never know exactly what the conversation was around that table, as the Bible doesn't tell us. But we do know that the result of that time together transformed Zacchaeus. He was convicted about his past behaviour, and he emerged from that time vowing to make right the wrongs he had done. Around that table, Zacchaeus was accepted and loved for who he was, even in his sorry, sinful state, and he was called forth to be the man God made him to be deep down. Jesus saw the gold in him and called it out, at least that's what I believe happened in part, and it changed Zacchaeus' life, and I'm sure the lives of everyone he had cheated getting their money back and more. Fellowshipping around the table has the potential to be a transformative space. Opening our homes to others, or even being willing to be the guest in someone else's home, has the power to transform lives when we draw up our chairs from a place of unconditionally loving and accepting the people we find opposite us, passing us the ketchup. Another of my favourite meals in the Bible happens with probably my favourite person in the Bible, bar Jesus. And that's the breakfast on the beach that Jesus cooks for his disciples after his resurrection and how Jesus used that meal to restore Peter in all of his brokenness after he had denied Jesus three times. Now, the last meal Peter had shared with Jesus was the Last Supper. Jesus had told his disciples that he was going to die, and Peter responded with a passionate declaration that he would die for Jesus, that he would go with him to the very end. And unfortunately, Jesus had to break it to him that not only would that not happen, but that he would actually deny him. Peter was so convinced of his response, but when the time came, Jesus was proven right, and Peter couldn't take it. He wept with shame and brokenness at what he had done. He ran away and hid, unable to bear himself. But what happened next? Another meal. The next place Peter sees Jesus was after an unsuccessful night of fishing, and as they made their way back to shore on the boat, Jesus calls out to them, Peter can't wait for the boat to get there and dives headfirst into the sea to swim to Jesus. And there he receives an invitation to have breakfast. There he is given another chance to tell Jesus he loves him three times, once for every denial. At that cobbled together breakfast table on the beach, Peter is restored. The table can be a place where brokenness and shame is met with friendship and acceptance. It can be a place where those who feel weak and lost in their faith are held and strengthened. Psalm 23 says that the Lord will prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. As food sustains us, so will God sustain us when times feel hard. The table can be a place of safety and protection and victory. There are so many more times that meals and tables are mentioned in the Bible, and I'd encourage you to go on a treasure hunt to find them. 
As I've been reflecting on this, I've been thinking about how maybe we should start incorporating table fellowship, as some call it, back into our lives more. You don't need to be the best cook, or be able to cook at all. I mean, Aldi do an excellent oven lasagna. The act of hospitality, of inviting people to sit with us and eat with us, could be one of the greatest places of mission in our lives. I've been lent a book called The Gospel Comes with a House Key. And I think that phrase, in and of itself, says so much. Instead of inviting people to church, well, perhaps we could start with inviting them round for dinner and deepening our relationship with them that way first. People who are in our lives but maybe don't know Jesus yet will for sure get a glimpse of him if they find they are welcomed around our tables to be loved and accepted as they are. My prayer for all of us would be that our tables, whether they be in our homes, in our living rooms, on the beach, would be places of love, of acceptance, of transformation, of connection, and that we would find that Jesus pulls up a seat with us there too. Hear the voice of love that's calling There's a chair that waits for you And a friend who understands Everything you're going through You keep standing at a distance In the shadow of your shame But there's a light of hope that's shining Won't you come and take your place And bring it all to the table Nothing he ain't seen before For all your sin, all your sorrow and your sadness There's a Savior and he calls Bring it all to the table You can't see the weight you carry Through the cross you've been forgiven You're accepted as you are So bring it all to the table There's nothing he ain't seen before For all your trials, all your worries and your burdens there's a savior and he calls Bring it all to the table
This has been Sailor Time to Pause, a podcast from Plexus Salvation Army, an online church in the UK. I'm Ian. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sam. If you've enjoyed journeying with us over these last few weeks, join us every Monday. Or any day that works for you. To spend time together, taking time out to pause, catch our breath, draw near to God and refresh our spirits. We share Bible teachings, reflections on songs we're listening to, and on what's going on in the world around us. As well as this, on the last day of the month, we look back and reflect, share any thoughts from our listener community and ask what we can take from it into our daily living. What we call our personal So What's for the month. Join us, making us part of your regular routine, spending a few minutes to listen to what God might be saying to you. Find us on your favourite podcast streaming service. On Facebook. Or YouTube. By searching for Selah. That's S-E-L-A-H. Time to pause.